Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Usually each week we discuss a chapter from the Harry Potter series, but today we're doing something a little different. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. Today we are doing another bonus episode, and with us today to talk about Harry Potter and activism are Janae and Katie from the Harry Potter mm-hmm. Alliance. Hello. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> The Harry Potter Alliance is changing the world by making activism accessible through the power of story. Since 2005, they've engaged millions of fans through their work for equality, human rights, and literacy. And like I do every once in a while on this podcast, full disclosure, I am a HPA volunteer and big, big fan, obviously. (laughs) And Bayana and um, myself, Black Girls Create, I guess, we are community partners for this year's Ranger Leadership So. Yeah, super excited about that. Yeah. Um, So we have some really quick announcements. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. You can also tag and follow us at WeBlackAndNerds. Sorry. Become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm. You can do that at BlackGirlsCreate.org slash donate. If you also want to donate to the HPA, you can send them a cheering charm by going to the hpalliance.org. The hpalliance.org slash donate. Boom. And they are a 5013C, so you mm-hmm. get a little tax break, too. Live it up. Yeah, so you do. even more reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, um, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes so that, you know, more people can find us, we get more members of the team, all that fun stuff. Yes, and subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on social media, and join our Slack channel. You can find all of the information on how to do that at blackgirlscreate.org, or just reach out to us and we'll let you know. We are nothing if not trying to get you to join our team. (laughs) You're pretty shameless about it. Um, No news. uh, So that means no weird news music or from us or GarageBand. Um, We'll talk about it in a regular episode. And yeah. Cool. So we're just going to jump in. Um, So as you guys may know, we are currently in the middle of reading Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Um, And the trio has just started Dumbledore's army. And so what we're going to open with the obligatory Harry Potter question, which is, could you introduce yourselves and what house you want to? Um, I I'm Katie from the Harry Potter Alliance. I'm the campaigns director and I am a Ravenclaw like Robin. Yeah. Team Ravenclaw. Oh, hello. And I'm Janae. I'm the Director of Leadership and Education at the HPA, and I am a proud Hufflepuff. Like Bayana, kind of. There are so many (laughs) Hufflepuffs on our team. It's great. I think that I'm starting to think that the fandom is actually, like, led by Ravenclaw Hufflepuffs. And then the Gryffindor and Slytherin. You think that the Harry Potter (laughs) fandom is mostly nice, kind people who like reading books? And eating snacks. <laughs> you know, when you put it that way, it shouldn't be that surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like but the inclusion yeah. of eating snacks because that's an important part of my Hufflepuff mm-hmm. identity. Recently. That's really 
I mean, that is my Hufflepuff uh, trait for sure. My like most yeah, uh, always my biggest always Hufflepuff having trait. snacks at the ready is my favorite <laughs> uh, part of Janae's Hufflepuffness. Definitely the part I benefit from the most. <laughs> that is true. The last uh, leaky con I was at, I was almost late to the ball because I couldn't figure out how to fit all my snacks in my bag. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a real thing. Nice. This leaky con, there was like a little snack bar. There might have been one last leaky con too. I can't, I don't know. But either way, personal mm-hmm. snacks are important no yeah, matter what the options are. You just need to have that safety net. Yeah, you, you, you can't rely on the venue. you got to have your own, your own stash mm-hmm. figured yeah. out. This is something they don't discuss in Dumbledore's Army, is like how many snacks they have at their meeting. But it, well, it's the room of requirement, so I think, I feel like they just yeah. have a table yeah. spread out with yeah. all of your favorites. Every good activist now. knows that yeah. you need to have snacks at your meetings to get people to come. Mm-hmm. Right. You gotta go down to the kitchen yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Would yep. you mind mm-hmm. a few things? Well, I think also in the beginning of Dumbledore's army, they're getting stunned a lot. And I'm sure that takes a lot. You need to carb a load. When you're just standing up to get mm-hmm. stunned. <laughs> it just, just mm-hmm. takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's move beyond Why? snacks because I feel like this could be a bonus episode about snacks. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> We're here for a reason. So when did you first read Harry Potter? And what drew you to the story? Uh, boy, I'm real bad at math and years. <laughs> I I started them right when Goblet of Fire had just come out in paperback. That's like how I remember when I started. <laughs> okay. um, there was a girl in my class I didn't like very much who read them. And so I, I had a vendetta against them for a long time. <laughs> But <laughs> I, I got over it for the for Goblet of Fire. So right in time for Order of Phoenix, which was great. Nice. Um, I started reading them when I was 12. Uh, and I, I was the same age as Harry for uh, the first couple of books before the, the great big break in between Gavel to Fire and Order of the Phoenix. Someone called it the long <laughs> winter, and I, I yeah. appreciate that. That is what it <laughs> felt like. <laughs> Which is funny, because then she also brought up uh, Song mm-hmm. of Ice and Fire. Had a real like, long oh. winter. <laughs> Actually, our long, our long winter was yeah, that Yeah, it's all about perspective. Um, yeah, I, so I read them, I read them when I was 12, 13, and 14, and was like, so excited to be the same age as Harry. And then when she announced like, Oh, I'm taking a big break to to finish this one. I was like, No, which I think maybe contributed a little to my original feelings of being mad at Order of the Phoenix. Now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, that's uh that that was my my original introduction was uh, reading Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber the uh, or Chamber Secrets really fast when I was just the right age. Although there's no wrong age awesome. for reading Harry Potter, I feel like I need to be clear. <laughs> mm-hmm. There really is I um, got my aunt who was in her sixties, I think, to read them, and she sped through them. And I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> There's no right or wrong. Well, there is a wrong age, which is like, don't let um, Bayana have a younger five-year-old sister and like, mm-hmm. she's too young yeah. right now. Though. <laughs> has like six more months though like, yeah it's like no <laughs> he's really getting close <laughs> to being bombarded like my, with these books my nephew <laughs> they started reading them when they were reading them like as a family and so like they would read like a chapter before bedtime like my sister-in-law or my brother would read it to their kids and my younger nephew mm-hmm. um when they got to the end of goblet of fire told uh, his parents, he, he said, Mom and Dad, I really like Harry Potter, but I think I need to pause because it's getting too scary for me. <laughs> he said, I think I need to be just a little bit older. And just, I love oh, the self-awareness in that because I actually, I had someone ask me about like their kid was like 12 and I was like, oh, they can totally read them. And then I was like, wait, 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 actually... They can read up to the fourth one because <laughs> they're all out now. And so I, cause I, I'm like you, Katie, and I was reading them. I was growing yeah. up with them, but because of also because of that long break, I think it gave me time so that the last one came out when I was a junior mm-hmm. in college. So like I was able I mean, to process yeah. all of that. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, Bayana, you were younger, I don't, but I read Order of the Phoenix came out when I was 10 and that was my first book that I got to like mm-hmm. buy when it first came out uh, and I that's my favorite book and it always like, has been of the series um, mm-hmm. I always came out when I was 13 so I think 12 is like fine but also I'm a weird child I was gonna be like you weird. can't say that with I don't your know. you're weird <laughs> yeah I mean like that's, it's very similar to your nephew Katie as in when I would like watch Bayana and her siblings like sh- they would be fighting and it would be like the most adorable like sibling fight and then Bayana would come in and just ruin the moment and be like I don't know why you're yelling at each other mommy's gonna make you do this anyway so just stop <laughs> it and do what you're supposed to do and then like walk out and they'd be like okay Bayana and I was like I was enjoying that like come on you have to ruin it this was so entertaining you and your logic like let the teenagers teenage for a little bit. Like she was just so logical. Smart kids, man. They're the the best and the worst. Right. <laughs> I can admit it. Okay. So what well, how long have you been a part of the HPA and then what made you join? Janae, you sh- you should tell your story. <laughs> it's like who wants to go first? Um I first got involved in September 2011 um, because I started a chapter at my college um, and that was my first kind of involvement with it. And I started a chapter because I was involved in a lot of other leadership programs. Like speaking of those kinds of kids, I was the kid who wanted like all the certificates and all the cords I could possibly get and all of that stuff. So I was in like a million things. Um, And I really enjoyed them. But I also saw how kind of exclusionary they were, and maybe not consciously, but they were just really they were built for for the students like that and kind of only the students like that. Um, And kind of excluding this big group of people who maybe didn't want to just join a regular service organization, but they still wanted to be involved in things. So 
I thought the HPA was really cool and just a combination of me really being interested in leadership and activism and being a huge nerd and a huge fan and wanting to do nerdy things with other people. So I ran my chapter for a couple of years. And then uh, when I graduated, I started volunteering for the HPA. And then I joined uh, senior staff in December 2014. So it's been I guess like six ish years now total of being involved in some way. Awesome. Katie. So Janae has all those nice, like remembers like the date and everything. Uh, <laughs> my story is different. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't actually remember when I learned about the HPA or like when I started following it, but I, um, just really followed as an individual who was just supportive of campaigns and would share um, the stuff that came up on social media online. But I never I wasn't involved with a chapter or anything. So I have like a few years where I know I was like conscious of it, but not uh, not heavily involved. And then um, I saw that they have a volunteer staff and got really excited about that and was like, oh, I'm going to volunteer. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And um, and I applied to be a volunteer. And the first time I applied, I actually got rejected and <laughs> was like really <laughs> mad about it. Um, and uh, I actually went, I went to LeakyCon at, at one point and went up to the booth and talked to somebody at the booth and was like, I really belong at the HPA and I got rejected <laughs> and I want to tell you that that was a mistake. <laughs> and I just want it. I need to do something. I don't care what it is. Um, and, uh, and I'm realizing now, now that I've been on the other side of the booth, like I was probably just being like weird and intimidating to some volunteer who was like, what the heck? Who is this? Um, but at the time it felt like, yeah, I stood up for myself. I'm awesome. Good job. Um, and so then after, after that, uh, they, they did have a volunteer position uh, that opened up that I interviewed for and I got that one. And so that was exciting. Um, and then I volunteered for about two years, I think. And then, um, I went to the Granger Leadership Academy, which, um, we mentioned a little bit earlier, but it's a real life conference where you train all about activism and things that they do in Dumbledore's army. Um, there's lots of snacks. And it's so awesome. Yeah. Sorry. It's so awesome. That's how you guys, that's how you yeah. got me. I mean, you've had me before. But. <laughs> but then we really got you. Then you really got me. <laughs> um, and I went to that, and it was a life-changing experience. And, and shortly after getting really involved with GLA, um, I was able to join senior staff. And the rest is history. And so I, I think that all that's like four years of involvement for me, I believe. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, Katie was one of my, like, oh, I was so excited. Like, Katie's going to be my GLA volunteer. And then she went and, like, got hired for reals by us. <laughs> now we get to talk about GLA every day. 
the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but then day. she's too busy to actually help you when GLA is happening. Legit. No? No, that's all right. That's that's not Katie's like my <laughs> second in command in GLA. She she Janae does awesome. the vast majority of the work, but I enjoy uh be, being a part of it and getting to do my little pieces. <laughs> yeah. I I wanna reiterate to our listeners that GLA is such an amazing experience and I'm like I was like texting Brianna, she wasn't able to go last year. And I was just like, it's so amazing. And there are all of these really smart people and like these kids. Oh my God, these kids. I was just like, just gushing. Um, And I met some just completely awesome people. And then I, I think pretty quickly afterwards, just emailed you guys and was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do for you. (laughs) Like I don't don't see a volunteer position. So I'm making one. Thanks. It was it was incredible. Yeah, you you and Katie like. It, I think happens. Robin's method is better. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um, hey, I have to I have to interject that um you the the wizard team actually has a um a discount yeah. code for GLA. Um, so if anyone wants to sign up, you can get the early bird or early owl rate of $50. I think the code is black girls create all caps. Um, so and you can go. you Just tell our listeners again, when yeah. and where it will be? Yeah. So it is going to be March 15th through 18th, uh, 2018 in Tucson, Arizona. Um, my hometown. I'm pretty excited. That's about you it. Put it there. Um, and it <laughs> is, <laughs> so, you know, what's funny is we actually did a search from like, san diego to el paso like the entire kind of southwest strip and tucson actually like fair and square <laughs> one out i was shocked and thrilled right? um but yeah it's it's really fun it's all ages all experience levels so if you all can make it i i recommend it mm-hmm. with all of my best. i mean we i re-recommend as well so yeah i think another <laughs> question i have for you about the hpa in general is you know, we've talked about like when you joined, but like why or what made you want to do this um, as senior staff and like actually this is like what you guys do for f- full time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think for me, um, I, you know, I went to school for leadership development and training and wanting to work in in youth programs in particular, um, and was studying a lot of what we call kind of engagement design principles. So uh, like gamification is the one that most people know, but lots of other things as well, like playful learning and um, entertainment education. And I hadn't seen a lot of work in really using those concepts and applying them to leadership training and activism work um, and thought that was really kind of a, a gap in the activism community and um, really wanted to work in that in particular. And the HPA is one of the few organizations I knew of that is actually filling that gap. So it was 
um, exciting when there was a position open because I it's fits kind of right into mm -hmm. what I want to do. Yeah, uh, for me, like my background is in youth organizing, and I had worked on a whole bunch of different campaigns on kind of all different issues. Um, I had never really specialized into like, yeah, my, my thing is environment or my thing is healthcare, but I had um, worked with different student organizing groups on um, like health disparities, access to green space, uh, education reform, um, and just kind of done all all these different things and so my my like expertise was really in working with students about using like their passion to hook into uh some issue that they were really excited about um and then the the other part of me was like I'm a giant Harry Potter fan and every time I would go to like an activist <laughs> meeting and I'd be like, okay, and everyone's going to introduce themselves by saying they're Hogwarts house. And people would be like, what? Yes. Um, and, uh, and so uh, when the opportunity at the HPA came up, it was just like, oh my gosh, this is a no brainer. Like this is, this is what everybody wants. Uh, wants is to be able to do something that's really, really fun. And that also is making a difference in the world and helping other people make a difference. Um, and so, yeah, it just was, had to, had to do it. Had to love it. Mm -hmm. And we are all the better for you both joining the HPA. Stop. Um, oh, Robin. I'm a fan girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm a, a fangirl of you. Ah, stop. <laughs> I love this podcast. It's been so cool to be on the other side of it. Let's see how it gets made. How the thoughts mm -hmm. yeah, behind the scenes. Us talking to each other. Um, it's really funny how much, <laughs> like, so usually we'll have a, a video live stream type of situation for our patrons. Mm -hmm. And we start talking before we go live, just like, how's your day, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll start talking because we're family. And then we'll finish the podcast, which is usually like two hours. And then we'll keep talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. Beautiful. Oh, a lot of talking. And then we're like, we're like, bye, everyone. Okay, I should go. And then, by the way, this thing happened. Mm -hmm. And then it just goes off. <laughs> My aunt is two hours ahead now, too, so I'm like, you should be in bed. But before you do that, let me tell you all about this thing that happened to me today. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, awesome. So, I, you know, we're talking about, or we're reading Order of the Phoenix, and I think Dumbledore's Army is really the chapter. We've seen, I guess, glimpses of activism showing up in the story so far with, order, with mm -hmm. the Order of the Phoenix in general, um, Hermione's SPEW campaign. Mm -hmm. And so, but this is the first time that we see Harry really involved in like an organized act of resistance and the students on a wider level, because I, I think mostly it's just been Hermione mm -hmm. trying to get support and not getting any because her friends are trash. Um, <laughs> but long story mm -hmm. short, right. Long story short. Um, <laughs> but I'm wondering on a real life perspective, how do you guys fuse fandom 
and activism. I know that you have like the Neville Fights Back campaign, the Phantom Four toolkits. I might be giving away your answer in my question, but um, <laughs> like, what do you think of that? Like, like pulling from the activism that we see in the books and, and bringing it into the real world. Yeah. I think um, it's, it's interesting. Cause like sometimes, sometimes the campaigns we do pull really closely um, from the book and I, or, or like use themes from the book really heavily. Um, like our current campaign is called a world without Hermione. And it's talking about like uh, the campaign itself is around raising awareness and also raising scholarship money um, for girls and making sure that girls around the world have access to good education um, and what that, what that means and what are the barriers um, and talking, talking about it from the lens of like, how would the story change if Hermione and all these other great witches weren't in the story um, the or weren't allowed to died. go to Hogwarts. It would be a one-book <laughs> yeah. series. Well, Harry, we talk about yeah. it a lot yeah. on here. It would have been a one-chapter story. Mm-hmm. It would have it gotten to that Quidditch match, and he would have gotten thrown off his broom, and it'd be like, oh, well, that was a cool flash fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But so there's times like that where we get to discuss like really heavily like um, like how Hermione's activism and how other women in the series and like the actions they take have really had a huge impact on uh, the wizarding world and on the story. There are other there are other times where we're doing campaigns that are much more loosely based around some of the themes in the book and we don't get to like pull on those direct examples of activism quite as much. Um, but I, I have really been enjoying this, uh, this time cause it's, it's the campaign has been really fun and it's such an important time to be, um, talking about examples of resistance and of like maintaining your, your, your fight and your vigor when things are getting hard. And yeah. So in terms of like how we do that, um, maybe Janae, you want to talk? I mean, I can talk, but I've been talking for a little while, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that that was a good, uh, kind of summary of kind of the two types of fan activism, I guess. So like there is, there's the fan activism that's a very direct correlation. And that for me is really about using pop culture as a way to, make issues that can seem really scary for people to talk about or really intimidating um, and to make them more accessible and um, less intimidating. You know, I, I think fans are basically experts, mm-hmm. um, right. In whatever they're a fan of. And so when you're talking to someone and particularly younger people and you're like, Hey, let's have a conversation about like, economic inequality or mental health or racism or whatever it may be like that can sound super intimidating but then when you put it in terminology that they understand so let's talk about like what's going on with the weasleys or let's talk about blood status or you know whatever it may be i've seen people 
in workshops, like kind of take a breath, like, oh, I can talk <laughs> about that. Like, I have no problem, like right. pulling out my, all of my Harry Potter knowledge, and they feel totally comfortable. And then it's a really easy step to kind of then bring them to the next level with that. So I think as an educator and an organizer, that's my favorite thing about the fan activism model is just how well it makes people more comfortable in having those conversations, which is really cool to see. Um, and then, you know, on the other side of it, sometimes it's, you know, when we talk about these like loose, um, loose connections. I think of things like Protego, which was our trans rights campaign. Um, and like, you know, there's not a huge amount of discussion about, uh, about gender identity or trans stuff in the Harry Potter series, but all we have to do is, you know, say, Hey, we're casting a protection spell and really rely just kind of on the values of the series without having to have an explicit in-text connection um, and talking to fans about like, if this is something you really care about and these are the values that you care about in this book, in this series and in this community, like how are you going to fight for that? Like Harry and Hermione and Ron would have. So I think kind of both of those ways of going about it have worked for us. Oh, I had, I, one of the things I've like, been thinking about lately in terms of fan activism and putting putting things in the terms of stories is um is talking about protests that are happening all over now um i i first started talking to someone about this in the vein of talking about colin kaepernick but i was talking about in stories we always love the rebellious hero who you know, stands up and mm-hmm. speaks their truth and, and is, you know, standing up to authority. And in real life, so many people hate that person who does that. And like, why do we like right. it in our heroes, but we don't, we either don't like it or like refuse to recognize it when we see it in real life? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. And even just like, kind of puts Harry's situation into perspective as as well, you know, like just thinking about, like, you know, when we're reading, and I don't think that Robin or I would be on the side of like the people who are whispering when he walks by the, like through the hallway or like believe the ones who believe everything was in the daily prophet. But that's like that even in real life, that's the majority of people who tend to just like take Mm -hmm. those kind of things um, as fact, as opposed to like really valuing the things that Harry's saying Mm -hmm. or that, um, you know, in real life that like activists are saying and are trying to change and people just kind of write them off or, you know, attack them and that kind of thing. I'm going to get as far away from fandom mm-hmm. as possible in this analogy, but mm-hmm. oops. Um, I recently read uh, Chris Hayes' book, A Colony <laughs> Animation, which is a great read and it's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So I I recommend it to anyone. But he talks a lot about like law and order and he uses the Nixon campaign and about the difference between justice and order, really. And the fact that mm-hmm. like you can think about mm-hmm. justice very yeah. like on a wider scale when it's not impacting you in any way. And that's why people tend to think of order as um, like, oh, we just want law and order. And that sounds like a positive thing. And it sounds like a reasonable thing. But all it really does is like who decides like what that order is and 
and who are you oppressing in order to maintain that order, right? So um, Mm. order, law and order is not the same Mm -hmm. as justice. And when you are not Mm -hmm. oppressed in certain ways or when you are benefiting from privilege in a a variety of ways, you're, you tend to kind of lean on that, like, well, I, I'm, I'm pro law and order um, because it keeps things the status quo and it keeps you comfortable. And I think that that is something that I had a mm-hmm. presentation at the last GLA actually about allyship and what makes it an activism. And um, one of the things about making a good ally is listening and being willing to step outside of your comfort zone and not leaning on order mm-hmm. but leaning on justice and i think the harry potter books um which is really funny because maybe now I, I think that they've always spoken that to me but now as i'm older i have like the vocabulary i think in a different way um but like you yeah. said earlier <laughs> uh mm-hmm. katie about the fact that it's oh it's funny that you know a vast majority of Potterheads are um they like books and and like to be kind and, and snacks. <laughs> and and I think that that's not an accident, right? Because mm-hmm. we grew up looking <laughs> mm-hmm. at how people treated Harry when he walked in and they're whispering it behind his back and believing the Daily Prophet. Um, and mm-hmm. and, re- and recognizing that that's not justice and that's not right. Um, and then it's how do you continue mm-hmm. to put that mm-hmm. filter on your everyday life um, because it's a lot easier to mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. lean on law and order. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the the Percy Weasley storyline in a lot of ways, right? Like the the relying on the order of things, and you know, he is someone who, in a lot of ways, was was benefiting mm-hmm. from that, and you know, rising through. And I think. Um, I really like like the inclusion of that character um, because I think it it so well illustrates you know that it's not just Death Eaters yeah. it's not it's not just the people on the extreme end it's people who for you know in a lot of other ways are good people or want to be good people um, but are are not standing up where they should. Um, and I just, I just appreciate that that narrative is part of the story as well. I didn't, I didn't think about it until you were saying this, Robin, about everybody like listening to the Daily Prophet and whispering behind Harry's back. But like, I think that's one of the things that makes it hard for people to push themselves to be heroes in real life. Is like, how do you push yourself to be someone that you think is going to get people talking mm, about right. you behind your back or saying? you know yeah. Right. uh yeah how do you you want to be the you want to be the hero yeah. but you don't want to be uh you don't want to have to deal with all right. the stuff I'm, that goes I'm with being of, a hero oh, sorry um i was gonna say really quickly i'm reminded of <laughs> yeah. the I mean, I think- polling of i mean you bring up like colin kaepernick but even like the a lot of the protests and things are going on and like the polling behind it even like the confederate statues and well the vast majority of people think x y or z and this kind of like mm-hmm. Disneyification of our heroes, like the vast majority of the people, like Martin Luther King Jr. was not popular. And the idea that he was is ridiculous because he wouldn't have had yeah. to do what he was doing if his views were popular mm-hmm. back then. 
either. Right. He so. was also shot. So obviously he was not <laughs> a popular figure in his like, yeah. in his time. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is this conflation and we do these kind of Disney watered down versions of what our heroes were and what the struggles that they went through were. Um, because we'd like to think, oh yeah, everyone was totally on mm-hmm. board with all of the things that, you know, Martin Luther King did or Gandhi or Malcolm X or, you know, Colin Kaepernick or whatever, but it's like, obviously not because then they wouldn't have been fighting for something. That thing would have existed. So. Yeah. Who, who was, who was running the fire hose if everyone (laughs) was so in favor? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think also though, like, and maybe this is, I mean, I, I like that um, that term of Disneyfication of heroes, but I mean, I think in a lot of ways, fan activism is also kind of about like using Disneyfication of heroes to our advantage um, because, you know, it these people are so emotionally connected to the heroes of these stories. Like I have such an emotional connection to Harry and so... When, you know, I'm, if I'm like faced with a choice like that, like, am I going to stand up with for this or am I going to be quiet because I know that it's going to be hard? Like if someone just looked at me and was like, really, are you going to be like, I don't know, what's his face, Ernie in the first books? Are you going to be like Percy right now? Or are you going to be like Harry? Like that, that's an, like an oh shit moment, right? Like you can't, if someone poses that question to you, you can't pick Percy. Like you're going to pick Harry. And I, I think that's like, oh, that's man. such a powerful thing. I'm Percy. now trying to like, think, am I, would I pick, have I been picking Percy? Like, right, and no but, one posed the question yeah. to me. Right, but it, right. it sets you just to think about it, right? You're like, oh, dang. Like, when have I been a Percy in my life? And I, like, there's just something so unique about that I think in in pushing that for our members and a lot of our members like our first time activists and so just having that to kind of inspire them and say like look like it is hard and it is intimidating but like these are the people that you're looking up to in these stories and like you have the same choices mm-hmm. they did I mean maybe you're not fighting Voldemort but in a lot mm-hmm. of ways you are <laughs> having the same choices they did before 2017 uh, so like what are you gonna that. do <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe not so much anymore. But I don't know. I just like I think that's such a that's such a cool thing about about using fan activism as a tool because I know it works on me. So I'm sure it, it works on a lot of others as well. Yeah. I also I really do I like that because I've been saying the Disneyification of activism. I don't know since someone said it, probably someone in Bionis family. But it's true that <laughs> the HPA does that but turns it on its head, and that's great because that's what we're you know up again mm-hmm. so i love yeah, yeah. i love you making disney that... characters and make them activism <laughs> right things. i love making <laughs> turning a negative into a positive yeah um so then how do you so right now you're doing the um without hermione campaign mm-hmm. um and so how do you choose your campaigns or do you do like multiple at one time or do you kind of let yeah do they want, um or? yes all of those things. <laughs> um, we so uh, how we pick campaigns varies. Um, there are campaigns that we pick because it's 
just an issue that we feel is really important that needs to um, have some more attention brought to it. Um, there are campaigns that we pick because it is um, something that we know are members and chapters are going to be really passionate about or are really passionate about, and we want to provide them with tools to be able to do it. And there are also campaigns that we do because um, we'll be approached by uh, what I'm going to call like professional activists or, but, or like other activist mm-hmm. groups that say, hey, um, you know, we're working on this issue. It's a really big deal. Um, and we'd like to, uh, we'd like to find a way to make it fun and magical. And we think you, you, the people to do that. So it varies, um, for without Hermione, this one was a, a, a long time coming because the HPA, it's like 88% of our chapter organizers identify as women. And we had never done anything around uh, women's rights or, uh, you know, rights for girls. And so we just felt like, you know, now now is the time. And it's cool, like there was an election uh, last night in Virginia where they had a huge sweep of women uh, coming into office for the first time. And um, it's it's cool to see how engaging engaging women, not just on the issue of women's rights, but on a whole bunch of different issues is like helping to helping to change change things a little bit, turn the tide a little bit. Yeah, and I, I will let Janae talk a little bit about kind of how chapters do campaigns and who picks what they do. Yeah, so they pick what they do. So our um, our chapters program is it's designed to be super adaptable, um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Mostly, we just wanted it to be as accessible as it could be. Um, but we're also pretty unique for a U.S.-based organization in that like a quarter of our chapters are not in the U.S. Um, they're in 38 countries around the world. So wow. I mean, like, it's kind of impossible for us to pick um, a system that would work for every single chapter or an issue that would work for every single chapter. Um, so we ask them to, you know, we give them actions and stuff for our global campaigns, but then a lot of what they do is actually using the fan activism methodology for issues that are impacting their own community or even just using fandom as kind of a an organizing point or a point to kind of bring people together to work on an Mm -hmm. issue um and you know as long as those are you know kind of supporting the the values that the hpa has like they can pretty much do whatever they want so they can work on uh, education, they can work on arts, they can work on animal rights. Um, we have a chapter in uh, Pakistan that's working on ending child marriages. So it's really um, kind of the whole spectrum of work being done. Um, and that's, I mean, I really like that about the chapters program um, and the way it's set up because I think, you know, there's there's something extra empowering about, you know, not coming in and being like, this is what you're going to do. And this is like the best route for you. And instead kind of putting the leadership back on them and saying, you know, we have these campaigns and 
we're going to give you these leadership skills and give you the training that you need, but it's up to you to figure out, you know, what your community really needs um, and to just mm-hmm. go for it. Our, we always, we, awesome. yeah, our, mo- our motto is the best heroes are local heroes. Mm-hmm. That's not, I guess that's mm-hmm. not our motto. Our motto is we turn fans into heroes. I was going to say, since when? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Edit that part out. One thing that we believe. <laughs> it's that the best heroes are local heroes and um and you know people people know what's best for their community and what and what uh they need and what's going to work there so it's cool to see all mm-hmm. the ideas that come in from around the world and all the things that people are doing yeah totally yeah sometimes we'll put out like an action kit for one of our campaigns and um you know a chapter in a different country normally will email me and be like, yeah, this makes no sense for, for what we're doing. Mm. And we'll be like, cool, do something else. How can I help you? (laughs) Like what? So yeah. Yeah, My favorite one is that Accio books is our big book drive that we do every year. And, um, to help, uh, put hands or put books in the hands of people who need them, want them, don't have them. Um, and in Germany, that's not, a big thing apparently um like the yeah the the government books yeah like there's government programs that like provide books in the home and there are um like uh lots of like school programs that like are sending kids home with books like their own books all the time um and so yeah, our chapters in Germany have just been like, I'm sorry, why would you need to give people books? Don't like, don't you <laughs> yeah. have programs for that? Yeah. And we're just like, no, well, not like you do. <laughs> I mean, that's the other like amazing part about being part of that network, I think, though, because you learn so much. Like, I've learned so much being um, in charge of chapters just about how things work in different places and like what the organizing scene looks like and like what's important. And it's just really cool to like have that mm-hmm. global perspective. It's kind of like if Bobatons and Durmstrang all started their own Dumbledore's army chapters. Yes. Um, I guess Durmstrang wouldn't be called, yes. you couldn't call it yeah. Karkaroff's yeah. army, but you could have Maxine's army. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be Crumb's yeah. army. Crumb's like, army. There you go. That makes more sense. Um, So I first, like, I I don't know when I first found out about the HPA. You guys are just like this thing that like, Mm -hmm. this idea, I don't know, you're like on social, I I don't know when, but it just became like a a superstar organization that (laughs) um, I was really shocked. I met Janae at Leviosa 2016, I believe, uh, 2015. And um, yeah, I, so. I was so shocked that it was like she was a normal, nice person, <laughs> not like, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I was expecting why were you? Why like, were you expecting ambassador so- who like needed to be sheltered <laughs> around? Or I don't know. You're you're like a senior staff member of the HPA. Um, oh boy. And what she discovered was me at the table snacks. chilling with snacks. And <laughs> like yo. But, um, <laughs> Leviosa was also the first um, HPA or HPA, sorry, Harry Potter convention that I'd, I'd gone to and then going to Levi- or LeakyCon afterwards. I was so shocked by how diverse 
in certain ways <laughs> and inclusive in a lot of ways um, <laughs> the fandom is. And I think one of the things that I love about the HPA is how diverse and inclusive the campaigns are and try to be too, even if they're, um, even if there doesn't seem like there's that much diversity, I've always found in my interactions with you guys and in my interactions with um, HPA volunteers and members that they are open to those discussions mm-hmm. and like always interested in how um, mm-hmm. they can do better in those ways. And I guess my question yeah. is, is that something that is a cognizant thing that you guys have started to foster? Do you think that's innate in who Potterheads are as people? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like which came first, I guess the chicken or the egg type of situation. I think I think it's uh first of all thank you for all the all the kind words Robin. Um yeah. Uh I want to say when Janae got back from Leviosa she sent us all an email that included that she had met you Aww. and it said it said something like my new Aww. mission is to make her my best friend. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was true. <laughs> excellent yeah um but uh aside from that important piece of information um i think i think there is um i think there is something in the harry potter books that is very much based in it's important to be kind to everyone and it's important to be uh, a community that's open to all people and not just, uh, you know, a select group of people. And so I, I like I do, I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are exceptions, but I think for the most part, like you have to believe that in order to really enjoy the story. But also it is something that we consciously try to talk about, try to learn and get better at it's something that we've talked to you uh robin a lot about and just saying like hey like how can we make our conference better how can we make our campaigns something where more people feel welcome it so i i think for us it's both i would say yeah i mean i don't think i don't think it's ever Maybe, maybe for some it is possible, but I don't think for most people it is possible for that to not be a conscious conversation you're Mm -hmm. having. And I think, you know, I'm always telling, particularly like our chapter organizers and our volunteers, you know, I try to say to them all the time, like, I am still learning. Like, you're never not learning how to be a good activist, like we were all raised in these systems and you're going to unconsciously hold up those Mm -hmm. systems. And the only way that you stop that, I think, is by actively questioning yourself and the decisions you're making and how you can kind of continue to, to push that and to break those down. So I think that's just, for me, part of being a good activist and part of trying to be a good um, activist organization is just making that, you know, as conscious as we possibly can. And being, and being, uh, uh, working to be gracious and uh, uh, appreciative when people let us know, uh, you know, 
how how to be better and where yeah. we have let people down. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like modeling that behavior for our members is so important. Um, you know, to we had a situation recently where we we had to be like, hey, we messed up on this thing, and just you know, having that out there as a, hey, even this, mm-hmm. you know, what appears to be a giant organization to people, although it's not really, but what, what appears to be this big, like, UN ambassador <laughs> program to some people, like, can make this mistake and can just own up to it. And it doesn't have to be a thing. And it doesn't have to be something you get defensive about. It's just this practice of listening and being like, oh, yeah, we messed up. We're sorry. And fixing the mistake. And just, I think, showing that particularly in what can often be like such a kind of polarized discussion or kind of a shame-based discussion um, is really cool Mm -hmm. and important um awesome so um the question for you know all any of our listeners who would like to get involved um what are the ways that you can join the hpa so many ways i'm gonna talk about the (laughs) yeah i'm gonna talk about the (laughs) non-chapter ways and janae can talk about the chapter ways um so the the easiest way to join and become a wizard activist is just um you can follow us on social media we're on basically all social media platforms as the hp alliance um or just google harry potter alliance we're the only ones um (laughs) and uh, so you can follow us on there you can go to our website thehpalliance.org and sign up for our mailing list um, and you can follow along with the campaigns that way and we will um, you know we send out action alerts about um, fo- action uh, actions that folks can take you can do um, stuff on social media where you're sharing posts or using some of the resources that we're putting out um, And so that's one thing you can do if you just want to join on your own. Another thing that people can do if you're you're thinking maybe you don't want to join a chapter, but you really want to be involved, um, is we have uh, a volunteer staff that uh, Robin's a part of it that Janae and I both started as volunteers. It's a huge fun crowd of people that are doing all sorts of different things. And right now we have a ton of volunteer positions open from uh, resource translators to uh, social media copywriters to uh, chapters liaisons who are folks who get to kind of help mentor our chapters a little bit, a ton of open positions. So that can be a really fun thing if you're like, I want to get more involved, but, uh, I'm not, not sure how to start a chapter. So volunteer staff is really fun. Also, you can be on volunteer staff and be in a chapter. Right, Janae? Right. Yeah, you <laughs> totally can. You sure can. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you... I will add that if you um, are just kind of curious to see more of like what fan activism is like or maybe you want to like... I don't know, you need a resource or something to talk about folks in your family. Um, We have a project called Talk to Folks in Your Family, not about folks in your family. Jeez, that's a different resource. Um, We have a project called Fandom Forward um, that is literally just a bunch of free toolkits and curriculum for um, 
a bunch of different fandoms, everything from Marvel to um, Last Doctor Airbender, Who! Pokemon, the Doctor all Who the things. Um, and so that great. is a Doctor Who, yes. <laughs> the 50-page Doctor Who behemoth that here is up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fitting. <laughs> um, my favorite story about that toolkit is that we were writing it for months and had a feminism section for months <laughs> before they made the announcement about the 13th Doctor. And literally, my volunteers and I were up like late nights over a weekend editing that section because it was supposed to go oh, out the next no. week. <laughs> um, so that was great. But backslash fandom forward on the hblions.org um, is where you can find those. Um, you can attend the Granger Leadership Academy, which we have talked about at length, but you should still yeah. definitely do that. And you can start a chapter. So chapters are really easy to start. Um, they are free. There's no fees, none of that. Um, and you go to our website, there's a chapters button and a start a chapter under take action. You submit this little form and say, hey, I want to start a chapter. And then someone on our volunteer team responds and says, hey, did you mean to submit this form? <laughs> And you say, yes, I sure did. And then we say, great, you're a chapter. And that is all there is to it. So we try to make it as easy as we can. And it is your opportunity to be the Harry instead of the Percy in your mm -hmm. life. So I would do it. We need as many Dumbledore's armies as we can. Um, we're always looking for new chapters. If you would like to start a chapter in Wyoming, that is our last state that we need to have all 50 states. So Wizard team in Wyoming. I don't know Check if we have Wyoming listeners, but if we last. do, I want a wizard team Wyoming. The alliteration <laughs> alone. We do. Now's yeah. the time. Come on, Now's guys. your time to shine. You know how I feel about alliteration. <laughs> you here. have to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I just realized we also have. I know we're like throwing out a bunch of different things that people can do, but it's just. Because there's literally a yeah, million ways to do exactly. stuff with HPA. Um, but we do have one new way also that people can get involved, which is that they can uh, enroll in Wizard Activist School. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, that is mm -hmm. a project I do. Thanks for that. <laughs> this is my baby's a good co-worker. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll be your, I'll be your, your wing people. woman. Yeah. So yeah, Wizard Activist School, I forget about it, not because it's not great, but because it didn't used to be public. Um, so it used to be a chapter organizers only training program. Um, and recently, we we're like, you know what, everyone needs this. Why don't we just put this out there for free? Because that's mm -hmm. the HPA way is to just put our resources out there for free. Um, and honestly, there was an article about a different training program that called it the <laughs> online Dumbledore's army. And we we're like, mm -mm, that's false. <laughs> this is <laughs> online Dumbledore's army. So then we had to put our training out. Um, but it is at again, the hplines.org backslash wizard activist school. Um, and it is a series of modules, so different kind of little mini lessons that you can take. And it is everything from goal setting to elevator pitches to social justice 101. Um, and you go through a little lesson online on your own time, whenever you want to do it. And your answers go to a real live person who's on our volunteer staff. And they will check them over for you and give you advice and kind of mentor you through the process and make sure like... You get everything you can out of that lesson. Um, so it's just now getting started to the public, but we're planning on, you know, adding more and really seeing it grow. So it's a really cool resource. And if you have any questions or skills that you've been wanting to kind of hone in, that's a good place to look. Yeah. 
So, and they're here. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can't. We got them. we got something for extroverts, introverts, <laughs> ambiverts, <laughs> people who like the color green because that's vert in French. Yes, they, that's good. Right? There's layers to this, Katie. Oh, wow. That was a really. <laughs> I'm really reaching for those puns. <laughs> really reaching for those puns. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay, so thank you guys so much for joining us and talking to us about activism and the HPA and Dumbledore's Army and Harry Potter. We're super yeah, excited. Thank you. Um, yeah, to thanks for having see us. What our listeners do. I'm really excited for to get my invite to the Wizard Team chapter in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I yeah. have one other question about chapters. <laughs> are, yeah. are chapters always in person? Can people do a digital chapter? Or is that more being a part of the volunteer staff? They, they can, yeah. So what I recommend for digital chapters is that it is connected to a community still. Because honestly, if you're going to do an online chapter just to have it online, then, you know, you're kind of <laughs> like being a member of the HPA, which is cool, but <laughs> but not quite the idea. But, you know, if you want to start a wizard team online chapter, then, you know, having that connection still to a particular community, I think is cool. Awesome. Someone's got to do this. I am really busy. Um, but I want it. <laughs> I'm scared that I will not do it up because that's how my brain works. A, a, good, <laughs> right? a good leader delegates. <laughs> I want to be a member of the Wither Team chapter. Yeah. Um, awesome. It's true. So, it's very true. As you guys mm-hmm. know, um, we like to end each episode with uh, declaring who's an MVP and who's benched. And we figured that this episode, we would do Wizard Activists. So. Ooh. Who, if you can think of an MVP in wizard activism, wizard activists in general? In, in general? Like IRL people? Yeah. In, or in the book, whatever you want. Mm. The world is your oyster. I. How about this? Me oh, and Bayana will go uh, first and give you a chance to <laughs> think about it. Because we've been, we've been chatting on the side about yeah. it. Yeah. So my MVP are these Germany book programs because, goodness, I'm a fan I'm moving to Germany. <laughs> they give you books to your house? Seriously. <laughs> Love it. That, that is what they tell us. Access they to books? I love it. Way to go, go Germans. Amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I made Hermione my MVP because... because- she she starts she start she's like she's starting all of the activism pretty much in the wizarding world at least student mm-hmm. activism and also everyone would be dead without her mm-hmm. at this point so <laughs> I feel like just that alone and preventing the deaths of all of those children in Hogwarts and is, the wizarding world you know, as a whole and the wizarding world as a whole so I think yeah nice hmm. I have an idea for MVP and I'm gonna um, say I- it before Janae steals it. Um, Go for yeah, it. <laughs> my my worst yes. coworker. Um, my wizarding, <laughs> my my MVP, my wizard activist MVP is um all of our chapter organizers, um because one of the most delightful 
parts of my job is hearing all the cool things that chapters are doing. Um, we got we got a great alert uh, last week that one of our chapters um, had sponsored uh, a protest at their school about uh, a Native American mascot that they had there. Um, we got a, um, we have other chapters that are doing like really cool arts projects with, without Hermione and, um, making, you know, timelines of how the books would change and like hanging them up around their schools so people can, uh, recognize what a difference women make in, in the, in the wizarding world and in our world. Um, we also have a couple chapters who have planned walkouts to bring attention to yes. gender equity in schools and those haven't happened yet but i i know they're coming and i'm really excited about it yeah so so that's those are my my mvps <sighs> sorry stole chapters <laughs> act fast you can have the same mvp you can you can do it um we've done it before i i'm going to make my MVP HPA volunteers yeah. actually because um, they do so mm-hmm. much work for us um, and people I, I think people you know have a they don't quite understand like what HPA volunteer means because for a lot of organizations that's kind of someone who like comes in for a weekend and does like some tasks or kind of picks up some things and that is also mm-hmm. awesome but our volunteers like they have like very specific things that they're doing and they're bringing like these amazing skills from, you know, their muggle life um, and lending them to us. And like, I just don't know what we would do without them. Um, I just had a volunteer today send me the most beautiful, amazing Wonder Woman kit that she had designed. And, you know, she's a graphic designer in India who, you know, is always on at the opposite time of day of the rest of us. And I just opened my inbox to like beautiful <laughs> things every morning that she, <laughs> that she did. Did she do the my time, Hogwarts so letter just... waiting list? Because I have a bone to pick with y- you guys about that one. Oh, she I did not. So tell I was in Ireland. And my field, I wasn't prepared. Like I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was coming. And it came in Ireland and it just was like, oh, ouch. But yes. <laughs> A yeah. lot of people had Yeah, that that was the intent. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean I think and you know, we have folks like like Robin who are just showing up in our inbox and being like, Yeah, mm-hmm. here's what I'm gonna do. Here's how I cool. can make the HPA <laughs> better. <for> helping. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out to our volunteers yeah. for being amazing. A second. Um <laughs> um great so now we're gonna go to who um we want to bench for this episode um yeah i mean who's starting i i mean robin and i can go first this time yeah um i benched the percy's Mm -hmm. of the world i think we need a new Mm -hmm. slogan don't be a percy (laughs) I'm piggybacking off that a little bit and I'm benching the Voldemorts. Um, I thought there, there would only be fictional Voldemorts, but there are real life Voldemorts and I'm benching mm-hmm. all of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I am going to bench. I am going to bench kind of along the theme of of Percy's, but I'm going to bench the Dursleys of the world, which are uh, the people mm-hmm. who um, kind of know a little bit what's up and are willfully refusing to help or be involved in any way and actually consciously <laughs> making it worse. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Hmm. Don't be a Dursley, which uh, is a, a hashtag that uh, uh, Portia helped come up with, who I know is a, a wizard team member. <laughs> Yes, she is. Yeah, she is our um, director. Our, no, she's the head of the Department of Magical Awnings and Umbrellas and our director. <laughs> of <the> show, so. <laughs> Very important. Very important role position. I didn't even know. Never get away with anything with her on watch. <laughs> I didn't even know how high up she was. That's, a, that's, a, that's an incredibly important position. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't don't be a Dursley. That that's that's from her. So. Oh yeah. Janae. Um. Let's see. I I am going to bench all of the the fandom naysayers out there and all of the like read another mm-hmm. book people mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Like mm-hmm. I'm so tired of the negativity, and every time I see that, I'm like. Hey, do you want to talk to me for like five minutes about the last two chapters programs like <laughs> that have happened <laughs> and like the amazing things they're doing? Like, you know, just just let some lightness be in the world. <laughs> Don't come at me with your stuff. I got <laughs> I got a whole bunch of awesome things. So yeah, mm-hmm. all all about the embracing new ways to mm-hmm. do activism and how freaking awesome fans love is. it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and doing all of the work that you do. Um, again, you can check out the HPA at thehpalliance.org and they're the HP Alliance everywhere. And you should sign up, volunteer, join, go to GLA, go get your leadership training. Um, mm-hmm. go, you can do the, what was it called? The activism school? Wizard activist school. Wizard activist school. And be a wizard activist. Also, (laughs) sorry, their merch, which also goes to is the best merch. Oh, yeah. It's It's so good. It's so good. If you see a win in doubt, go to the library shirt on Facebook. Don't buy that one. Buy the HPAs because it's better (laughs) and it was around first. (laughs) And yeah. Merch. Yeah, and that's another great way to support us. All that all that merch goes right back to yeah. programs. So yeah, if all, can if, get a if cool wardrobe ta- and yeah, make a if donation. all you have time for is to do some some online shopping, go for it. We're a great place to do that. <laughs> Basically, whatever way you want to hang out with us, we want to hang out with you too. Love it. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. our official motto. So yeah, many models. Here. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I found like five, five, so five official models. That's great. <laughs> oh man, we've only mentioned like half of them. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys again, and thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for having us.
Um, so thanks for listening. On Wednesday, we will resume our regular schedule and we'll be discussing chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Lion and the Serpent. Um, as always, make sure to read and follow along and join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag wizard team. And um, if you want to know where to follow our guests, you can again go to on Twitter. Um, that is, it's at the HP Alliance. Or, sorry, not the at HP Alliance. Um, Janae is at Janaeisms. J A N A E I S M S. And you can find Katie at Cornish Pixie 9. So, like Cornish Hens, Cornish Pixie. Or like P I X. Or like Cornish Pixies. Oh, like Cornish <laughs> Pixies. <laughs> Sorry, Cynthia Symphonite, um, she's a featured creator. She's been, like, <laughs> tweeting out these pictures of Cornish hens all week for, like, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And so they're just top of mind. <laughs> they look so good. I, I totally... Like... You're like, or because this is a Harry Potter podcast and they know. <laughs> it's probably just, you know... Cornish probably Pixie. just easier to do that way. Cornish um, Pixie 9, the number 9. Yeah. Um, and then um, also, don't forget that if you are planning on going to the H, uh, sorry, to the GLA, the Granger Leadership Academy, it is um, March fifteenth through the eighteenth of twenty eighteen. And if you want that early bird um, discount, you can throw in Black Girls Create. I believe Janae said all caps, Black Girls Create, yes. and then you get that early bird, you get that discount. So you know, utilize you get that discount it. Discount life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Save put a little money in your pocket. Also. I don't know what kind of like situation you got set up at your job, but last year, my job allowed me to take those two GLA days as um, service days because GLA is a uh, is a nonprofit and it is a leadership academy. It's different than like a, a San Diego Comic Con or something like that. You're gonna be learning and developing. So um, depending on what you're doing, you might want to check in with your employer, your school, and see if they help you out. Um, but they make, they do a great job of making sure that the GLA is super affordable. That early bird code, if you use black girls, create all caps, it'll be $50. So, um, yeah, do it, learn, be the best activist you can be. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, That's all I got. Cool. Awesome. Thanks guys. Bye.